Can you believe the time has come and over 20,000 people around the world are all moving 6K on the same day to bring much needed clean water to people in need around the globe? I'm today's host, Crystal O'Rourke, the 6K host, site coaching, race directing program manager here to pump you up for your 6K. Today, you will get to hear from 6Kers around World Vision, including Shannon Harris, Aaron Ash, and Rusty Funk. Let's take a journey together and enjoy a little time beyond the walls. Hello, Global 6K family. My name is Shannon Harris, and I am a senior church advisor for World Vision. I absolutely love the Global 6K because it is the greatest one-day event that mobilizes families, churches, schools, companies, and friends to make a global impact from their local communities. Many people have the desire to serve abroad or make a difference, but have never had the opportunity to physically visit another country to do so. The Global 6K is a tangible, transformational experience that gives people all around the world the chance to do something meaningful that enhances their physical health, but also blessings them spiritually as God connects families and individuals from one end of the earth to the other to unite for a worthy cause. I love inviting others to walk 3.7 miles so that our friends abroad no longer have to walk those miles for unclean water. I am super pumped up about the Global 6K, and I want to encourage all of my friends listening to enjoy the journey leading up to this epic day. If you're walking, enjoy every step. If you're running, smile while you glide. And if you're rolling, rejoice, because no matter which option you choose, it is all for a good cause. And be proud of yourselves for saying yes to helping World Vision ensure that children all around the globe receive clean water. I want to now pause so that we can pray. Father, I thank you for the Global 6K. I thank you for what it stands for. And I thank you that so many of our friends will be partnering with World Vision on behalf of all of the developing countries that need clean water. Lord, we thank you for the children in need and ask that you bless them. Father, we ask that you bless the work that will take place as a result of the funds raised on May 21st. God, I ask that the water be close to our loved ones in every country in need, and not only for it to be close, but for it to be clean. Gracious God, I pray for everyone that will walk, run, or roll. I pray for everyone that has raised money for the Global 6K, and ask a special blessing upon them all for their kind hearts to give. God, we love you so much. And we thank you for blessing the 6K far beyond what we can comprehend. It's in your mighty name I pray. Amen. everyone. This is Erin Ash. 
I'm the project manager for World Vision's Global 6K for Water, and I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to work alongside all of you to make this event happen year over year and bring clean water to families all over the world. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast today and for participating in the Global 6K. If you are running, walking, or rolling your 6K right at this moment, I want you to take a second to look down at the child on your bib. If you don't happen to have your 6K race bib on right now, that's okay. Think of the child that you already sponsor, or perhaps imagine one of the children that we're taking on this race for today. Your 3.7 miles today are bearing fruit for that specific child in ways that you cannot even fathom. When I think about Millie, who I sponsor in Kenya, I'm imagining her not only having access to clean water, but also access to every opportunity she could want. She could be a teacher, a doctor, because of people like you, every sponsored child and even the children in their community can have a life full of possibilities, all because of the access to something as essential as clean water. That is why we move our feet and that is why we lace up our shoes or don our bike helmets and we'll continue to do so because water really is life. Now, get ready for a meaningful conversation between Crystal O'Rourke and the very first 6K coach to ever have worked on the 6K for Water, Rusty Funk. Rusty is now our Associate VP of Church and Ministry Partnerships and still doing 6Ks along with all of us every year. Enjoy this behind the scenes look at the roots of the 6K through the pandemic and our vision to continue fighting for God's most vulnerable children around the world. Rusty, it's so fun to be able to have you on the podcast to talk about the roots of the 6K and how we got to where we are today. Now, I'm sure you remember this, and I love to remind you as often as possible, but I joined the 6K through the very first year. You sent me an invitation through an email, like way back in the winter of 2014 and 15 season. I got this email. I saw your name. I was like, who is this guy, and what is the 6K? And this was like the very first official 6K before it went global. And you were the 6K coach or um, the race director or program manager or all these different things we like to call it. But essentially, the 6K host site coach, before that was even a thing, before host sites were even a thing, you were really just trying to get people to sign up to gather people together to do this amazing thing we get to now call the Global 6K for Water. Um, I, it's been such a joy getting to, I mean, volunteer under your leadership for so many years, and then now get to work alongside you as a colleague. Um, so I, I want our listeners to know, who is Rusty Funk? Who are well, you? <laughs> I appreciate that intro, and, and I'll answer your question, Crystal. But first, I, too, remember that, that day when I emailed you and you called me, and I think you may have given me just now a little too much credit because the 6K has always been this from the ground up organic movement of people shaping this beautiful ministry. And Crystal, the fact that 
you were the first host site leader before we had that term. And now you're full-time on staff leading all of our participants and our host sites around the world. That is God's movement through your leadership, not, not through mine. And so I'm just grateful to be here with you. But to your question, who is Rusty Funk? Uh, to the, those listening, I need to first tell you, no, I do not play any instruments and I'm not in a band. I know it's a waste of an incredibly musical name. Everyone always asks me those questions when they meet me. Rusty Funk, are you in a band? And I just need to tell you, no, I'm the person in church who can't sing and clap at the same time. It's like one or the other, you know, no rhythm. But anyways, just a normal person. I am a husband and a new father, um, but my story was changed forever in 2008 when I got invited to move my feet for the global poor for the clean water crisis through Team World Vision. So Team World Vision actually transformed my life, similar to you, Crystal, as a volunteer first. Um, and then I came on staff in 2011. And so I've now been serving World Vision and serving our incredible staff around the world and um, here in the U.S. for going on 11 years. And it started with Team World Vision and it grew to the, the 6K. And now we have multiple ministries that are trying to change the world, but also change our hearts here. And so that's a little bit of who I am. I love that. I love, I love getting to hear about you um, and, and, and giving the, our listeners the opportunity to hear about you because I mean, we've, you know, like I said, we've worked together and volunteered together and done all these things together for, I mean, eight, over eight years now. And it feels like, you know, every time we do these types of things, I get to learn more about you. So it's so much fun. Um, I know that your little baby Ira is probably so excited for his first 6K. I mean, he he's already signed up. I see he has his own team. Is that right? It is. We started a team, but then we went the fundraising route. So we have a few people signed up, but I think we're over $500. We've got to get at least over $1,000 raised uh, for his first 6K here in a couple of weeks. I love that. I love that so much. So I think everyone would like to know, how did the 6K come about? Like, how did the 6K happen? Yeah, that's a great question. I think from a, a more kind of how it happened in our hearts, I think I would frame it up by really making clear the three foundational principles where the idea was based off. The first is, and this should be no surprise anyway, that we are passionate about ending the global water crisis, right? So we, we knew that about ourselves as a ministry. The second thing is we at Team World Vision and at World Vision really are focused not only on ending the clean water crisis, but creating incredible relationships and community here in the U.S. while doing so in creative ways. You know, Crystal, my pastor once told me that you're not really in relationship with anyone until you either laugh with them or you sweat with them or you cry with them. You have to do one of those three things or it's just an acquaintance. And I think out of that, you can see the 6K, man, maybe one, two, or even three uh, will happen on that day. So relationship was really our desire in creating this event and, and letting God kind of grow it a number of years ago. And then that third one, I'll, I'll label the power of a finished line medal. Part of my story, uh, Crystal, you may know this and, and others may know this is, you know, I said just a little bit ago, in 2008, God changed my life through moving my feet through Team World Vision. And I'll never forget the first finish line medal. I was going through a lot in my life, uh, about a depression, some confidence issues, a lot. I was in a very dark spot. And I remember on October, I think it was 10th of 2008, when I crossed my first finish line, they, they put a, a medal around my neck. And, all, and, and that medal symbolized the confidence of Christ just kind of weaving throughout my journey, getting ready for that, that walk, for that run. And so, um, you know, Ending the clean water crisis, creating relationship, and letting the confidence of Christ invade all of our souls through a medal that symbolizes something we can't do without him. And so, sorry to get all preachy on you. 
But that's the heart of where it started. I love that. I, I really, I agree. And I can say that in my experience, and I'm sure so many of our, our listeners here on the podcast, and especially our host site leaders, have experienced that laughing, crying, sweating 6K. Because I know, for me, I probably do that every time I 6K. And every time that I even like, plan for the 6k it's such an emotional experience just knowing that women and children especially girls around the world are walking 6k often multiple times a day to get to a water source that could potentially kill them or moms could could harm their children and knowing that we get to be the instrument that God uses to help end that crisis and that it's a symbiotic relationship that we need them to keep us grounded and keep our eyes open to the reality of the little slice of the world that we live in is not what most people experience. Mm. And um, just knowing that, that we get to really have our worldview expanded because yes. of this. This 6K yes. and making so. and, and, and doing that, Crystal, that's so true. Making it accessible to everyone. I like how you say when I 6K, every time I 6K, because whether you're walking it or pushing a stroller, it's not about speed or accomplishment. It's really accessible to everyone. That that beautiful vision you just described. I love it. Yes, yes. I love to make the the 6K into just 6King because I'm like just you 6K. Said, you made it into people... a verb. You made exactly. it into a verb. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's a verb. So we don't have to struggle uh, to like walk, run, skip, roll. It's just you're 6K'ing. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. You're 6K'ing. Yeah, yeah. However you do it, however you get it done, it's your 6K. <laughs> love it. Awesome. Well, I also, you know, would love to know more about how the 6K mm -hmm. went global because, mm -hmm. I mean, we started off, I mean, it was the virtual 6K. Yeah, it was, yeah. you know, which everybody probably, if you've experienced the 2020 6K, know now what the 6K was at the very beginning because it was just a virtual thing. And then it yeah. went into this global host site experience. So can you share more about that? Yes. Uh, in fact, it was virtual before virtual is cool. Like, I don't know, I don't remember <laughs> what we were thinking. I think we were thinking accessibility. I, you know, I said this earlier, but it's all about making it accessible, not just in its distance and your speed, or it's not about that, but also geographically. We wanted it accessible to anyone in the U.S. those first couple of years. So we made that virtual element kind of our leading element, if you will. And that was 2014 and, and 2015, it kind of grew a little bit. And at this point, um, like I said earlier, where I want to make sure that no one on listening to this thinks that I alone started this thing. You know, Crystal, you were a part of it as a volunteer, and now you're leading it now, which is beautiful. Also, I think it was in 2015 and 2016 when Ashley Colquitt, now Ashley Colquitt Finley, joined the team. And she was really instrumental in taking this thing global, her and new fan. And so let's just make sure we, we shout out the people, the leaders, also on the staff team that, that we now stand the shoulders on. And, and Ashley and New have, have served World Vision for five or six years, and they've now moved on to their next iteration of God's Calling. But it was in that era that they had the vision of taking it global alongside me, and they actually did it. We kind of thought, under the umbrella of accessibility, under the umbrella of actually relationships as well. Going back to what I said earlier, laugh, sweat, and cry. You have to do one of those three things to be in a relationship. Well, that's why that bib, the, the picture of a kid on the bib is the, is the holy center of this event because you get to laugh a little bit with that kid, you get to sweat a little bit, and maybe you cry a little bit. But then how do you also do that with our brothers and sisters around the world? 
And so I think those are, I think it was 2016 when we switched, we did virtual 6K. Uh, and then 2015, we might have dabbled in, but in 2016, we went global and under Ashton News leadership, and then you as well, Crystal, um, I think we were in 22 different countries quickly after that, in, a, in a, that 2016, 2017 era. That's so cool. I feel like, talk about powerful women, like Ashley and mm -hmm. New yeah. Yeah. made the 6K what it is today. And I just feel like, you know, them passing the baton to me and getting able to continue to grow and change this ministry into what it needs to be post pandemic. Um, they, they have a lot of, a lot of trust to hand this over to myself and to our project manager, Aaron. Um, we are just, we have big shoes to fill and Ashley and new, we love you. If you hear this podcast, we you. love you. We're so proud of what you're doing now. So speaking of the pandemic, what, like, how has that really like changed your mindset about what we can accomplish together? I mean, as, as a nation, as um, a people, as a, I mean, globally, how, what do you think we can accomplish together if we don't give up? Ooh, that's a question. I got goosebumps when you asked that question, especially when you put that last part on there, Crystal, when we don't give up. Um, and I just think so much about the pandemic has been about faith and grit and community and unity. And so that just, that just, the question itself got me motivated right there. Uh, you know, I think what the pandemic taught me, and maybe you all listening can identify is, and maybe we're in a different spot now as we kind of move out of it, Lord willing, we continue to move in that direction. Um, in the early stages, there was an immediate empathy and unity across the world, right? We knew that not every one of us had the same uh, context. So we knew that the way that this pandemic would hit somebody in a lower income neighborhood in the, in the US would be different um, or around the world of the situation or like privilege still created different contexts, but we all had the same concern. And there's this thing we didn't know about called COVID. We're like, what is this, right? And out of that was a season and, and I don't wanna estimate of how long it lasted before division started. There's probably two to three months of just unity across the world to tackle something together. And, and we're trying to hold on to that unity, even though the world and, and honestly, the evil one wants to divide us in a lot of ways. And so I think what, what the pandemic taught me is that when united, we can accomplish far more for the kingdom than ever thought possible. And, and I know that sounds cliche, and I know that we've heard that lesson before, but I think I got to see it. I got to see it in action in many different ways, including the Global 6K in 2020, which was the first event that got flipped on its head. You, and it went back to being fully virtual, Crystal, like you said. Right. And the fact that, that was it, over 20,000 people band together and signed up for a worldwide global 6K in the midst of the traumatic first three months of a pandemic. I know we're all used to it by now and it's not a big deal, but to, to have that level of unity and generosity, it changed the world for thousands of kids across the globe. And so anyways, I know it might be something we've heard before that unity is a lesson learned but it's, it's worth repeating and actually believing. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, you know, it, when you said you got to see it firsthand, that's mm -hmm. so true. Like each of us got to see it. We got to feel it and experience mm -hmm. it. And obviously some in different ways than others, but I mean, it's just like we go back to, you know, the African proverb we use with Team World Vision, go farther together. Um, if you want to go far, go together. If you want to go fast, go alone. We want to go far. We want to do mm -hmm. more. We need that unity. And so I love that. I love that you just yes, bring that amen. up. That. No. 
being unified, the unified front is what's going to change the world. And differences aside, opinions aside, we need to band together for a better world for our children, for children, people's children around the world, and just continue to push, push for more, push for better, push for health. And, you know, I think about during that beginning of the pandemic, I think that clean water was one of the things that people could relate to. And in a way, like I remember, I remember during your 6K, you recorded, and the only reason I remember this is because, you know, I get to see all of the videos and pictures that come in from all of our listeners. So if you're listening to this, make sure you send in those pictures and videos. But um, you talked about how you can't end a pandemic without clean water and how you can't take care of people in a healthcare facility without clean water. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was something that people were really seeing firsthand in, even yeah. in America. I mean, you know, I know there's places in America that still struggle with dangerous water. I mean, we have, you know, Flint is one of those places. Yeah. Yeah. Navajo Nation yeah. Um, yeah. is one of those places, which thank you to our U.S. programs that do so much work with Navajo Nation. And, um, the way that the the Navajo Nation leaders lead out on that is just beautiful. But really, you know, people in their average everyday American homes got to experience the need for washing hands more than ever in our generation. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, that's my soapbox. <laughs> oh, amen to it. And I think you know the the concept of unity isn't a trivial, let's all kumbaya, just get along. It's actually a listening, it's an empathy, and it's an active support of a cause bigger than oneself. And that's what you just described, Crystal, uh, under the umbrella of unity. Uh, and I, I love that African proverb. Obviously, it's the centerpiece of a lot of Team World Vision vision and uh, culture throughout the 6K and Team World Vision endurance and all the stuff we do. Um, and I'll throw one more in. The, the, the Great philosophical musical itself, Newsies. There's a beautiful line. Wrongs will be righted if we're united. So let us seize the day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I actually wrote that in your uh, card recently. And yep. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I know he's going to throw in a musical reference somewhere in here. Because if there's anything about Resty Funk, it's all about musicals and dad jokes. Oh, and... there, there, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can relate. I think we can relate on those things. I don't know what it is, but puns, musicals, dad jokes, those are some of the most fun things, right? <laughs> they, they are. And I uh, I think musicals are some of the, like, honestly, God's most powerful spiritual experience. If you think about it, like throughout history, that God has used art, he has used dancing, he has used uh, written word, he has used song and music. Uh, to, to communicate his beauty, right? Throughout scripture, throughout historical Christendom and the building of, of what we now know as the church. And I know I'm being a little bit flippant here and fun, but that's all together in a musical. You get all of like, God's coolest artistic expressions, none of which I can emulate. I have no talent, but I'm a huge fan. Agreed, agreed. I completely agree. And honestly, learning through all of those ways that you just described are the ways I like to learn. I joke with my husband about, I really wish there was like a Montessori college. Like I would go there and get my master's degree. (laughs) If I could just learn through play and music and art, like that would be the best. So... (laughs) 
That's awesome. That is awesome. I love it. So what would you say to the people who are listening to this podcast about the difference that they're making? What would you leave us on? What is your um, encouraging word that you would like to give to all of us before we um, transition in this podcast? Got goosebumps to that question too, because I think I love each and every person that signed up this year. And I'd want to say to them a couple things. So I want to say to you all now is, first of all, your impact on this event, on the world, you could limit it to just look at how many people you invited or how much you raised. Those things are very important, by the way. Let's spend these next two weeks inviting more people and fundraising as much as possible. But I'd ask you to kind of zoom out with me and really accept the overall impact that you're having on the world and the narrative that is happening right now and how you are changing the world. And I'd ask you to do that by thinking about something. And as a thought that I had, a number of months ago, as, as we said earlier, my wife, Anna, who's my everything, uh, and I, we just had our first son. His name is Ira, and he's now 10 months old. But back in September, when it was the 20th anniversary of September 11th, uh, there was a lot of documentaries on, and one of them we watched was about kids who were young in 9-11, who therefore, then 20 years later were asking adults who are way older than them, what did they do during that time? And it struck me that someday Ira, my son, is gonna come home from school, maybe 15 to 20 years from now, I don't know when, and he's gonna say, mom and dad, I just learned about that pandemic that you all went through. What did you do, what did you do during that time? That question will be asked to each and every person listening on this phone call, whether it's your child, your grandchild, or just a kid from church, or a young person you, you intersect with later in life. 15 to 20 years from now, everybody doing the 6K will be asked, hey, what did you do during that era? And what you get to tell them is that when, oh, in the two years where the world kind of collapsed in vulnerability, we were all affected by the, this thing, you stood up and you advocated for the most vulnerable and you brought clean water to kids around the world who needed to protect themselves from preventable diseases. And so you could say, no, I don't know, maybe you, were, you are a doctor or a nurse or a frontline worker, but if you're not, you can join me in saying, I wasn't a, a, a doctor or a nurse, but God bless those heroes. I wasn't a teacher or a frontline worker, but God bless those heroes. But Ira, or whoever you're talking to, I did the Global 6K, and I bring clean water to X amount of people. And when you tell that story 15 years from now, don't just tell your personal number. Share the story of how many thousands and thousands and thousands of kids and, and women around the world that got clean water when they needed it the most because of what you did, each and every one of you. I love that so much. I, on the verge of tears here, um, I love that you're saying that we should be sharing that big number and it just goes back to the fact that this is a unified mm -hmm. walk run roll this is a unified 6k effort to end the clean water crisis and you know we are together doing this i mean even if you're walking or running however you're 6k right now alone you're not alone because mm -hmm. there are you know 20,000 plus people doing the same thing as you there are mm -hmm. 20,000 plus people raising money alongside you. And um, those global numbers, which I'm so excited to have a grand total for in the near future and share out an email, um, are really, are really part, you're part of that. And it's history making, guys. We're changing the world. We really are. I know we say that all the time, like you're a world changer, but in reality, you really are a world yeah, changer. And you are a hero to somebody somewhere, even if you never know their name, you never meet them. Um, you are connected to them through 
I mean, through, through your soul. I mean, God knows, God knows who they are. God knows who you are. God knows the difference you, you both are making in each other's lives. And we just think that's beautiful. We applaud you. We appreciate you. We are 6K alongside you. Um, thank you so much for uh, being here, Rusty, and just taking the time to encourage all of our 6Kers as they walk, run, roll, etc. And um, just sharing the history of the 6K and where we are and even the vision of where we are going to continue to go. So thank you so much. Well, thank you, Crystal. And thanks to everyone out there doing it. It's been an honor to be with you in your ears as we all 6K together today. Well, friends, while our time here is coming to an end today, our impact carries on. Tomorrow, when you wake up with your bib wrinkled, your orange tea balled up in your laundry basket, your medal proudly displayed somewhere nearby to remind you of your impact, your shoes dusty, muddy, or clean, depending on where you live, your muscles sore, your heart proud, and the world a better place. Ground will start breaking, springs will be capped, water will be filtered, and communities and engineers will get to work. Children will put down their jerry cans and have a hope for their future to become their dream come true. Mothers and fathers will go to bed knowing that their children are safe from waterborne diseases. Communities facing drought will have a chance to grow food and end famine, and kids will experience full tummies for the very first time. This is truly a miraculous experience. Thank you all so much for every single step you take that they won't have to anymore. God bless.